It's all about kicking back, relaxing, and enjoying the show. Take the time out of your day to listen to new music and the new sound of radio. Tune in every day, all day, for the greatest hits, latest news, and community events that you can be a part of. MoncoRadio.com, where music and minds meet. Kiss Army, you have been summoned here for the seventh season of The Kiss Room. Are you worthy? You wanted the best and you got it! That's right, KISS Army, you wanted the best and you got it. I am Matt Porter and we are live in the KISS Room broadcasting directly to you from Montgomery County Community College. Yes, this episode of the KISS Room marks the beginning of the seventh season of the KISS Room. For those of you who enjoy trivia, the first broadcast of the KISS Room was Friday, June 22nd, 2012. 2012, the world didn't end and the KISS Room began. And you heard me talking a lot last month about the origins of the Kiss Room on the May 11th edition, basically how I had done Kiss shows here and there. But on June 22nd, 2012, it was the first broadcast of what was known as the Kiss Room. And my plan for the Kiss Room was to make it like those classic Cream and Grooves magazines that were filled with Kiss. Go back in your mind, think about them. They were all Kiss. There was a couple other bands, but that's, if you think about it, that's what it was. A Kiss Super Special packed with Kiss music, Kiss talk. Some other bands thrown in, as well as focusing on the fans and our moments in our own history. That was the idea. That first episode, I was joined by Frank Hagen, creator of the Kiss Mask fa- fanzine, and we played a bunch of music. We weren't even in this studio back then. The Monaco Radio used to be down the hall, so we, you know, it was totally different. At that time, there weren't many Kiss podcasts. There was Podkiss, for, for sure, was the first one. There was Creatures of the Net. Kissery Science Theater started around the same time as I did, and as far as I know, that was about it, especially of KISS podcasts. So at that time, when you think about it, look, my first appearance on any kind of KISS podcast was Creatures of the Net. It was hosted by Cassius Morris and his friend Sapphire, and we talked about Sonic Boom and KISS, and it was fun. And Cassius, who has proven to be a talented broadcaster, was just 10 years old at the time. And if you added his and Sapphire's ages together and doubled it, I was still older, but they were doing it and, he, and, you know, having a great time. And it was something fun. And then, of course, Ken Mills, you know, there's a reason why he's known as the Podfather. He was very supportive and offered a lot of encouragement to me at the start and said, look, how about if I add you to the podcast feed? Or how about if I put you on the podcast iTunes? So it really opened it up. And that's kind of what I want to lead off with is that's where the story kind of leads is that. What I found was a sense of community in the podcasting world, getting support from people like Frank Hagen, who was already established as doing a fanzine, or Cassius Morris, who was doing his thing with Creatures in the Net, or certainly Ken Mills and Gary Schaller, and the people who are doing podcasts already, they welcomed me in, and it was the fans 
that who enjoyed it, what we were doing, and they were listening, and that they supported the Kiss Room. It was that community, and that was what, you know, really, it's all these years later, it's what really has kept it going. So, of course, if you're listening to me right now, and if you listen to any of the other cool podcasts, you are aware of the Rockin' Pod Expo 2 happening on Saturday, August 25th at the Nashville Palace in Nashville, Tennessee. So, of course, unless you live under a rock, the Rock and Pod has been talked about a lot this week. Some of it not so good, but it ties into what I'm saying. Is the Rock and Pod is about a lot of things. Rock and roll, memorabilia, albums, CDs, special guests, and it's a celebration of podcasting, the community of podcasting. And when you see someone in your community being dragged through the mud, especially from people who have no idea what they're talking about, it's just not fun. Shoulda, coulda, woulda, yeah, if you only, yeah. Suddenly, everyone's a legal expert. It doesn't matter, okay? It's whatever. People can believe whatever they want. So anyway, if you're listening right now, you're part of the community. Hopefully, you join us in Nashville for the Rock and Pod 2. Maybe you'll even toss in a couple bucks if you go to gofundme.com forward slash rock and pod 2018. Like everything in life, it's not about who isn't there. It's about who is there. It's a celebration. It's a party. You're here. You're invited. Share it. Bring your friends. You have nothing to lose, right? You're here in the Kiss Room. And guess what? We're broadcasting live, June edition of the Kiss Room, Monco Radio, where music and minds meet. You listen to Harem. We had the best time ever with Harem. We're starting the seventh season of the Kiss Room. I'm thrilled that you're here. We're going to lead off with this track, which if you know the history of the Kiss Room, you know that this is one of the very first songs I played because I love Kiss music. That's the bottom line. No time for fighting. Life is short. What do you want to do? Rock and roll!
that you're so cool That you're nobody's fool But you got a personality Yeah, just like a bucket full of pee How does it feel to be Shame, and you've got such a stupid name. And one day you'll finally shut your trap, 'cause you are the cream of the crap. How does it feel to be a real asshole? You're such a creep. You look like a sheep. Yes, and you can send that song out to whoever you want. It's been that kind of week. But actually, the funny thing is that album, Gene Simmons, Asshole, and I can say that because it is a body part. You know, it's not foul language. That was released today, June 8th, 2004. So it's topical. And, uh, you know, it, and it also applies to a bunch of people who've been shooting their mouth off on uh, Facebook. So, hey, look, it's perfect. So anytime Gene Simmons can speak for us, we like it. So now, look, our first segment, if you've been following on social media and you look in the Kiss Room Facebook, you saw my links to Click Tees and you saw the coolest looking designs. And we are going to welcome to the Kiss Room Ed Spangenberg. Thank you. Thanks, Matt, for having me. I appreciate it. I'm thrilled that you're here. Now, look, first of all, Ed did bring us all shirts, and they are awesome. And I think anybody that's in the Kiss Room right now, now, obviously, don't go away from thekissroom.com or monco.radio.com or wherever you're listening. 
What's the website everybody can go find out? Uh, I think the easiest place to go is just on Facebook. Do a search for Click Tea Shop. It's with a K, K L I C K T Shop, and you'll find lots of information and that and links to take you to the shop to buy T-shirts, learn about the history of the shirts as well. I think that's probably for me. That was the thing that caught my eye right away. And this is what I've been saying to everybody is. Only the real hardcore diehard fans are really going to understand a lot of those designs. You know, like the Space Invaders shirt that you're wearing right now, describe that inspiration because I think if somebody who's a casual fan doesn't know why that's so cool. I think when I started designing the shirts, um, I wanted to do some of the stuff that I wanted as a, as a fan of the band that I've never seen before. And the Space Invader uh, T-shirt, is based upon when KISS had gone in 1977. They were in L.A. at the Forum for a three-night venue, and they stopped in at the uh, KTNQ radio station. And, and at that time, they were still hiding their faces and all that allure that was attracted to it. So uh, all the band members were dressed up in uh, different kind of outfits as far as covering up their face. Ace had a, a space helmet on with a mask on, Peter Chris had like a, a, a cowboy hat with uh, a mask on too. So the, all the band members were dressed different ways. But Aces sort of jumped out at me because he had the space helmet on, which I thought was great. So I always remember that image in my head. And I was like, oh, man, I would love to have a T-shirt of that. But I've never seen it. So I, when I started the whole T-shirt line, I was... It was basically for myself. Right. You know, it was something that I wanted. And then when I did one of them, which was the uh, Gene Skull one, which was like an original costume that he wore, uh, I put that up online on Facebook, and immediately just people were inundating me with questions and wanting the shirt as well. So that sort of was sort of sparked the, uh, the whole T-shirt shop. Well, you know, you got a nice plug. Uh, Jeremy Asbrock from Gene Simmons Band yes. wears that shirt quite yeah. often on stage. And I in know. fact, they were just in Sweden, and there's a lot of great video, and that band is on fire. Yeah, they're fantastic. I mean, when I realized that Jeremy was my, wearing my shirt, that was the biggest thrill ever. And I couldn't believe it, so I had to go into you know my my inventory to make sure it was him. And then... Right away, I was like, here's Jeremy and, and on Facebook, and I tagged him in it, and he immediately wrote back to me. So we had been in touch ever since. So now he's going on the, the Australian tour with Ace Freely, and he's already been wearing the uh, Ace Freely shirt as well. So it's, it's, it's good promo for myself, good PR. Well, even that, like you think about that skull shirt, like the skull... I mean, a skull and crossbones could mean anything, yeah, but the fact that anything. you captured what looks like that very early yeah. and they're kiss inspired, right? <laughs> inspired. Yeah. But the fact is that's, you captured that and any old school fan is going to dig that. Right. And it, it, for me, it was like, I, I wanted to wear something too. That was almost like a subliminal message. It didn't right. have to say kiss on it to have meaning behind it. And uh, like people, when they recognize it, they're just like, oh, I know exactly what that is. Exactly. Yeah. That's the fun part, I think, really for me, when I first started seeing them pop up online, was the fact that we knew and recognized the symbols and, like, you know, things that were really very familiar 
but that weren't the slapped on. Here's the Love Gun cover with a logo right. on it that you see at Walmart with the wrong. That's exactly dates what and, I've been seeing for years and right. years and years, and I'm like, yeah, it's the same old thing rehashed Rehash. over and over again, and there's nothing ever original about it. So I was like, I'm a a graphic designer by trade, so. And again, it became something that I wanted to do for myself. But then once it started to take off, using Facebook as a tool with all these groups that are out there now, they have like a big social reach to reach out to these people and get their opinions about the shirts. I've redesigned them several times, some of the shirts, to sort of, you know, whittle them down to get them perfected for what the customers really wanted. That's awesome. Now, think about Obviously, they're Kiss-inspired. What was your first introduction to Kiss? How did you become a Kiss fan? Oh, wow, that's great. 1976. I'm pretty old. <laughs> You're in a room full of people that 1976 <laughs> is kind of where it started. Heads. Yeah. So, so 76 was the Bicentennial Parade, and uh, I come from a small town, Carbondale, Pennsylvania. And while we went, my mother and I went up to a parade up in town, and after a parade, we, we, my cousin's home was up in town as well, so we stopped there afterwards. And um, my cousin was listening to Kiss on a, on a record, and uh, it was um, uh, Dressed to Kill. And I, I couldn't believe it. Like, I was like, what's this? And my aunt was like, don't you know, all the boys are listening to this <laughs> band. And I, and I was like... And then he showed me the album cover, and then, of course, like, your face melts, and that, you know, you're, right. you're hooked right away. <laughs> so I remember being, a, at that time, being, like, a little kid, and every newspaper thing that I could see, even when they were doing, like, Destroyer album, and it was in the back of, a, you know, the, the newspaper, a Sunday newspaper, I cut, the all, I cut those clippings out. I, I had a stack of stuff before I could even afford to buy my first <laughs> record, was, which was Kiss Alive 2. So, I mean, that's one thing I think even now you're a graphic designer. And I think for me, that was also one of the things that drew me in was you could draw them. You could draw Kiss right. doing stuff or Kiss was fighting like robots. And then, I mean, obviously when the comic book came out in 78, mm -hmm. Kiss could fight Dr. Doom and Kiss could do more things. Like Robert Plant wasn't going to fight a werewolf, you know what I mean? Right. And people might go, oh, that's what was wrong. Was right. that? But, I mean, to me, that was always the coolest thing. Now, did you, yeah. did you start drawing them a oh, lot? That's yeah. exactly what I think a portion of why I, I'm a designer by trade is that when I was young, I just had stacks and stacks of illustrated books, which I still had. My mother, thank, bless her soul, because she kept everything that I have ever done drawing-wise, so I have stacks of like illustrated books of what I did of Kiss, and that's all it would be. I wouldn't, you know, maybe a Spider-Man here and there, but 99% of it was drawing Kiss. You gotta share some of those online. That's always I do. Fun. I have to dig those up and Post them I have some from very early on, and yeah, they're not good <laughs> that I drew, but the, it's funny, you know, the, the things that you keep. But I mean, that's really exciting. I think that's one of the things when you think about the graphics, the visual content of Kiss, and the, especially in those early days, was always so striking. I mean, you had people like Ken Kelly, and the yes. covers were masterpieces, and, and the things that you were inspired by. You know, and then everything visual about the band. And I think so as an artist, I mean, certainly that's something that I think even, and a lot of us, you're probably the same age as me. It was inspiring at that point. You know, and you figured 19, we're talking about like 1977, 78, everybody, it was the greatest, you know, really. Yeah, I, I, I mean, all that information was just information overload. And the drawing part of it was, 
it just worked hand in hand because here's your heroes and you wanted to illustrate them to the best of my abilities and I you know I always knew that this is where I wanted to be in the design field but now I've sort of merged the two together with the t-shirt lines and uh, it's 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 sort of like my sort of like uh, makes me happy on the side sort of thing I, you, it, you do your regular job every day just like I guess doing the kiss room <laughs> right right right, <laughs> right. So now you mentioned Carbondale, PA. You know the Potter than Hell guys. Is that why you have their shirts? I do. That's a good group up I there. I designed their logo. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's fantastic. Steve Wright. Steve hey, Wright. Steve. Shout out to him. Well, tell you what. What we're going to do? We're going to come back and talk more to Ed. But one thing I want to turn everybody on to is a couple of months ago, I guess April, we announced the kickoff of the Kiss Room Demos Project Volume Five, and we're getting people psyched up. Well, your summer project, people, is to write a demo as if you were going to write a song for Kiss. And we had one submission to kick it off, which was Iron Fist called, Oh Yeah, I'm going to play you that. If you go to thekissroom.com forward slash demos, you can hear every song that we've had in the past. But it also has a good kind of outline of what we're kind of hoping that you will write and share with us here in the Kiss Room on Monaco Radio, where music and minds meet.
That's right, Kiss Army. You won the best. You got it. Let me hear you say, yeah. That's that's Iron Fist. Now, obviously, everybody who listens to the Kiss Room obviously listens to the podcast. So if you go over to the podcast, and after you've done this, of course, listen to podcast number 155, Mike Rule and Scott Harding from Iron Fist are the guests on there, and they talk a lot of, about a lot of things. But obviously, what we're talking about here is that we want you to send in your demo for the Kiss Room Demos Project Volume Five. It's something that we're running. I'm hoping to have them all by September because I'd like to play them all on our September episode. It's always fun. So right now, it's a single. You know, it'll be a single. That's the first single on the Demos Project. And I, you know, obviously, look if if you don't have a access to great recording equipment give us a simple one just something fun it's all about the content like a couple people have messaged me well you know i can't really do a good recording and this and that and the other but if you have a good idea just do it it's not a competition it's a celebration we just want to have fun with it and speaking of celebration i do want to give a bunch of shout outs to everybody who shared the link for me joseph belly candy burton mikhail burel ira bostian kat mara steve javorski javier boaster kiss army omaha billy davison unmasked Brian Feldman, Christine the Button Queen, John Phillips, Brian Speck, Steve Capagna, Jerry Watkins, Sean Cullen, Chris Ann Colvin, Rodney Dixon, Kenny Edmondson, Bill Elam, Chris Goff from the, the Kiss World podcast, Christina Green, Shane Hebert, Dottie Jones, Dean John, Joe Laskin, Britton Mitchell from the Kiss Cosplay Group, who actually said that uh, Robert Plant versus a werewolf would be a good movie. Kalen Provo, Steve Ponchard, Steve David Stupero, Diana Zagel, uh, Peter Arquette from Kiss Asylum, Growing Up Rock Podcast, Steve Wright from the Potter Than Hell Podcast, Eric and Judy, obviously Punk and Judy from the Electric Crush. They're our favorite. I listen to them every week on WMCK. And if Anthony would get on mic, he could say it's the sound of the Mont Valley. Every Tuesday, 7 p.m., they put on such a great show, and I, I love it because also they were the only ones that really did any support for the Kiss Room on the Rock and Pod. I think because they're broadcasters, they get it. They're the people that get it the most, the community. Joe, Jody, Sonny, Brent, D-Rock, the whole podcast, Rock City family, obviously Ken and Gary at the podcast, AJ Zonin, Anthony Porter, and the lovely Amy Porter all shared my post, but there was one comment that I really wanted to comment on. David Cathy shared the post, and this is now that Fran just walked in the door. He says, I love the Kiss Room House Band performance from 5-11, so the May 11th. It brought back memories of seeing them in 1974. So take a bow. You know, we appreciate that. We turn on all the mics. Look at that. Fran's smiling ear to ear. If you can translate that on the radio, it was fantastic. Fran, how are you? And I was really wanted, I, once I got a taste of playing electric, I wanted to do it again. We're going to do it again. Yes. So, but uh, once we knew Steve wasn't coming, uh, Steve Forrest, we had to go back to the acoustic for today. So. so, you know, it's nice today. We will have a Kiss Room House Band of performance. We have Bobby Dreyer here yeah. in the house with us. Obviously, we just talked to Ed from Click Tees. You can get your, your cool new T-shirts. We have Fran. We have my brother, Anthony Porter. We have Madison Porter, who's going to talk to us a little bit later. She's a new sixth grade graduate. We're so yeah. thrilled. <laughs> Today was her last day of school. And welcome back to the Kiss Room for the start of the seventh season of the Kiss Room. I'm going to watch this because the microphone, I'm sure, will get blown out. Chris Giordano, welcome back. Hello, people. How you doing? Woo. Oh, Kiss Room. It's so long. Now, look, I am absolutely thrilled that here we are kicking off the seventh season of The Kiss Room. Chris, when I started the show, you were in Kisteria. 
Yeah. And you were a big part of the kids' room, coming in all the time, telling us your stories. I love coming in here. I think when I, I could get here, the traffic is still a nightmare. You know what's funny is as I was going through a lot, I was looking up dates and trying to come up, and I didn't really want to do like a full like kind of retrospective on this episode and that episode. But one of my favorite moments was where you were talking about running down the street to get to that autograph signing, uh, like Rocky. Like, like Rocky. <laughs> Which uh, Chris Ann Colvin, who I haven't talked to in a while, she can tell you that story too. Because she was there in line trying to hold my place. And I had a park like a few blocks down. And I was like, if you watch Rocky and, and he's sprinting towards the, uh, the Art Museum steps, that was me. <laughs> sprinting down so I can get my place in line as they were going in. I got there just in time. And it's fantastic. So, I mean, that, that was one of the things that obviously we were talking about the last six years of the Kiss Room. We've had a lot of fun. And I think one of the things I wanted to do as we kind of, you know, just go around the table, we got a bunch of people, is one of the other big stories of the week was Kiss announcing that in January, Gene announcing anyway, that there will be the launch of a three-year, what they're calling the biggest tour ever, which is supposedly going to hit every continent. In the meantime, the end of the road and Ace, they're going to Australia. 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 (laughs) (laughs) They're going to do Shandy. You know, they're out there doing their thing. You got so we really were talking about we're in the middle of the year 2018 because it's June, but so 2019 already shaping up. For either something huge or something that they might or might not call the end of the road. Mm. So let's talk about that. Now, Chris, welcome back. What are your thoughts? Hey, well, first of all, I, the first I heard of that was, was the star child himself who said it right in front of his wife who was completely caught off guard by the whole thing. She was like, really? You're going out on tour? That means I'm going to be alone with the kids? <laughs> and and um, I guess uh, Paul got a lashing that night. <laughs> but uh, that's what I, first I heard of it, and that was from the Star Child himself, who said in January, and and then Gene confirmed it. So it does look like they will be going out. Now, what configuration it's going to be? I think that's kind of what I'm the most curious. Now, you think about it, unless they have a new album, usually they haven't done new costumes unless there was a new album. Right. Do you think we're going to get new costumes, or we're going to get the same costumes and kind of the? The same thing we did last time. What do you think? They're not going to go backwards. In fact, somebody asked them if they would do Hotter Than Hell, and they're like, no. Um, that was already ruled out. So I don't think they're going to go back any further. But like you say, if it's not a new album, why new costumes? You know. What do you think? Add new costumes, new stage. What do you think we can expect? I think it'll be the same old, uh, what they're doing right now. Monster. I hope that they or mix creatures, in. Yeah. I know they're getting a lot of you know uh, feedback, positive feedback about the deeper cuts that they've been doing. So I, I expect to hear some of that stuff on the, the newer tour, I hope, anyway. Maybe they'll, do, maybe they'll do what, like, tribute bands were always told not to do, like, where, like, each member will have a different costume on. You know, like, there's some <laughs> tribute bands that, like, get a bunch of crap for that. You know, uh, well, that was one of my old ideas. I'm like, no, that has to be old, whatever, pick another. Bring back the bandit makeup, I say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, for the last time hey, around. Right? Sure. That'd be cool. What do you think, Bobby? I think it's a page out of uh, Elton's playbook, but you know, you got if you're going to go out, go out right. Well, it's a it's a rip of their own playbook, which was a farewell yeah. tour from like how yeah. many years ago is that? So I, I mean, that's the thing is like to say that it's the that it's the last one. Maybe it's a farewell to Tommy and Eric. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> See, I don't know. Uh, no, no, no BS from any of you. Seven hundred comments I'm not a hater. later. I'm not a hater. The uh, well, and I think that's what that actually brings up. Kind of a good point is, you know, Gene. I think 
because he's the smart one. Paul and Vinny are going to kick the makeup. Been, That's a surprise. He's been no. testing the water with these other members. You know, with these vault appearances. Paul trying actually to see, came out and did one, finally. You know, see? that's the thing. You know, they had Ace. They had Bruce. They had had Paul Stanley in Vegas. Even Vinny. Peter Chris for about two seconds in New York. He walked in, said a couple things, and left. But I think he's testing the water. I mean, can can everybody work together? You get to see kind of firsthand who's, you know, reliable and who's not and who shows up and who doesn't. And I think, you know, I think there will be some sort of interaction like that on this tour, but in a way, that's the one thing I'm afraid of. Is if you if you mark market this gigantic tour, you can't make every night have some kind of special event. Whereas these vault, everyone has had some kind of special event. You know, some special guest. Whether it was Shannon Tweed was a guest, you know, or people like that that were coming on board. He was bringing people out. Gene delivered exactly what he said he was going to do was I'm going to give you an experience and every one of them has been a cool experience I mean not you know luckily through the magic of Facebook I have vicariously lived through all that it's great fun and I had to figure that Paul that uh, Gene was throwing a few pennies to each member because Paul clearly uh, stated that he wasn't paid enough <laughs> he said I for what I was paid he goes I don't need to rehearse that was so funny when I heard that that's the thing a lot of the performances they've done together have been kind of very loose you know, and and you would think to yourself, you know, okay, I'm going to go to X club or whatever, and I'm going to, you know, get up with Gene, and maybe we could, you know, learn a song together. We've only played. I mean, that's the thing. The Kiss Room House Band, you guys are tighter. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but that's, I think that's what I'll be the most curious to see, and I would love it. I mean, obviously, look, if they're going to come around again, we saw them, you know, the last time they yeah. were here at Allentown Fairgrounds. I thought it was great fun. You know, we had the best time. It was like, you know, and to me, it really, it kind of goes back to the spirit of everything we've been talking about so far, is at this point, you go to those shows and you see everybody that you know. You know, it's that community. The Kiss Army at the best is when you go to these things and you know everybody. And it's not, you know, Facebook and I think is really very false because people can, you know, fight and tell you you're stupid and this thing. When people are all together, they don't do that. Everybody just, you know, get get a drink or whatever, hang out, having the great time. You meet all your Last friends. Last time I went to see Ace was up in uh, North Jersey, and, and in front of me was uh, an Ace from a, another tribute band. And guess what? We're friends. Uh, Ruby from Kiss Nation was like two uh, rows in front of me. And every time like, uh, Ace did some call, I was like, Ruby! Listen to what he's doing! Ruby! <laughs> you know, one of the funniest Four things. Four times, Ruby! They, uh, <laughs> You know, Kiss Nation, that's a great band. I saw them at the uh, the Kiss Expo the one year, and he was playing Ace, and, and he fell right off the first song, and he fell. And now, the good if you fell in front of a regular crowd, you might be upset, but when you fall in front of the Kiss crowd, they say, it's part of the show, and these guys <laughs> came over, and they banged their guitars together, and, you know, everybody gets the joke. <laughs> so what do you think? Bobby, Ed, Anthony Porter, what do you think this last tour Come right up to the mic. Get on, mic. There you go. Well, like you said, they've been doing a farewell tour since 96. Right. Remember that? The movie, even thank you to our fans. It goes as long as everybody shows up and comes to the concert. And they do. Exactly. Yeah, I don't, I don't believe in end of the road for anything. Right. You always got tomorrow. Rolling Stones didn't yeah, say end of the, the road yet. The Gene solo tour proves people will come out. They want to hear people play Kiss music in configurations, whatever. It's as long as, at this point, we're all going to see are heroes and you're sort of going almost it's almost like hey look it's my friend not your friend but you know for example i mean if you follow the kiss room which i'm on the kiss the kiss room facebook page quite a bit there was a guy <laughs> putting the video of ace oh ace isn't playing well it was one it, show you, you got to say hey man 
go to see your guy that you really love. It's why half of us picked up guitars in the first place. And if he has a bad gig, don't spend all your day being crabby about it. Say, I wouldn't play in a band, but I love all that early stuff. We all have our story of how you like, I love that. Here you are dressed to kill. That's what all the boys are listening to. (laughs) However you came about it, but we're of the age where that's why we play... Half of us play in bands because we wanted to stand like Ace Freely. But, you know, the air guitaring with the instrument was half the jam in the early days. And, and it's your heroes, and it's okay to have a hero. And, and just stick up for them, and don't be all blah, blah, blah. And if you go to the new <laughs> tour, that's great. If you don't go to the new tour, that's great, too, whatever. But I got Love Gun in the car. You know, we're, we're doing some Love Gun songs at the acoustic set. So now you drive around listening to Love Gun and Hotter Than Hell, and I listen to a live, too, to get some of the arrangements today, which is all in your head, but then you don't... You know, you'd listen to it. That's the point. That's your heroes. And if it's not, you don't have to go to the tour. You know, it's funny. I was talking to a good friend of mine who I'm going to try and get on the show coming up that it's totally off the topic, but he's also a big Kiss fan. And he said to me, I still have high school eyes for Kiss. He says, think about that girl that you liked in high school, that she might be looking terrible now, but you only remember her the way she was in high school. And he says, and you still love that image. And he says, the way I look at Kiss is the way they looked at them in high school. And I think in a lot of ways, that's for me, you know, you think about, like, you know, you talk about watching them, though, on that video, and they had the helmets on. And they were disguising themselves. And the mystery is something that you'll never recapture in a band ever. It doesn't matter. It's just not going to happen. But we lived through that. No and it was fun. Ghost on mist, really. Yeah, no, you know, cares. You know, people get, them, people get down on me because I, I kind of rip on Ghost as kind of like trying to capture, but they can't. But uh, I like that new single. It's not bad. Rats. But the, uh, yeah, rats. it's Rats. But I like Rats, Rats on a spinning wheel better. But hey, it's a better song. But anyway, the, uh, you know, and that's the thing. I think a lot of it comes back to, I think we all go into it. Everybody has jumped on board at a different point. And not many bands can say they've had a 40-something year career and fans for 40-something years. Everybody comes from a different point. You know what I mean? And whether you jumped on in Revenge or whether you jumped on at the reunion tour. But that's the thing. Everybody comes at it a little bit of a different way. So it's good fun. Anybody else? Last comments on the end of the road or? Well, I, I see Chris has an Irish Smith shirt. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, I don't want to get myself in trouble because I, you know, I know that's a bad thing to do now. But it reminds nowadays. me. <laughs> Can't wear other bands well, to a kiss. There's other great American rock and roll <laughs> band. But, um, Actually, you know, that, that T-shirt, he should go to Click T Designs and get a real shirt. You know, yeah. Kid. yeah. Go ahead, Fred. But, um. What I was going to say was, aren't they supposed to be on their farewell well tour? And oh, yeah. it seems like there's no hubbub or anything. Like maybe they're overseas and doing well, but I haven't really heard anything. And so I hope if if this really is Kiss's <sighs> final farewell, that they really you know promote it, go out with a bang, and I mean, I mean, you know, those farewell shows, you know, when when they themselves really thought it was going to be the end, according to what they say. I mean, every time I would see that show, I saw about as many as I could because thinking it was going to be the last tour. And, you know, every at the end of every show, and, like, Paul was like, never forget us! We will never forget you! You know, and I was like, oh, I'm crying. Oh, oh God. Oh, I hate to see you go. Don't drink a drink. 2000, 2000. 2000 was the farewell. But I, I, I believed him every night. Never forget us! We will never forget you! And I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, crying. And like, you know, that's the thing. They're like, you're still here. We all oh bought God, into 17 it. 17 years later. You know, we all bought into it. I remember that, those final shows, thinking this was really the farewell yeah. tour. And like when Rock and Roll Night came on, I can remember being very emotional, thinking this really was it. 
And look, I'll never be one of those people that says, oh, I wish they had quit. No, I'm glad. No. All these years later, I'm glad they're still here. That's the bottom line, and we still have KISS. That's and the point. Anybody that is critical, and I know I was guilty of it too at certain points, but think about it. Frank Sinatra at the end, he couldn't hit all the notes. Elvis Presley was not the Elvis Presley of the 50s at the end. You know, Paul, God love him. You know, he's doing his best that he could. So you got to give him credit for that. You know, I mean, the man is older than your grandfather, and he looks better than him. And <laughs> and he's flying over your head, you know, in wearing platform boots. You know, who can do that? The, the show itself is so physical that you got to give him props just for putting the two hours in. You know, whether it's going to sound like 1990 or 1978, you know, that's, that's a different story. But you got to give him props for putting the energy in at their age. All right, speaking of 1978, I want to play a track from Classic 78. Now we're going to talk a little bit about what inspired you guys to all pick up a guitar in the first place, since that's kind of what we're talking about. You're listening to The Kiss Room on Mako Radio, where music and minds meet. Dropping a needle right on it.
That's right, Kiss Army. That is Classic 78. It's something that I enjoy quite a bit. Their album is really good. Obviously, you heard them in the Kiss Room before. I love that song. They just made a music video for it. If you search it out on, uh, if you search out Classic 78, Standing Tall on YouTube, you can see it. So it's actually fun to see them actually doing their thing. And one of the things that we were talking about, and my brother kind of just talked about it a little bit, and I think I want to really kind of focus on that as we head up into our 4 o'clock reset. We got the Kiss Room house band, my favorite part of the show, is... Kiss inspired a ton of people to pick up an instrument in the first place. And one of my special guests here in the Kiss Room today is Madison Porter, recent sixth grade graduate. She's as can be. She's rolling her eyes. Now, recently, you started playing the bass. What do you think? Yeah. So you got to talk a little bit more on radio than that. But you, you picked up a bass. Now, talk about your inspiration. Now, it's not Kiss, but mm-hmm. talk about your inspiration for playing bass. Wait, is this on? Yes, it is. Okay. Um. Yeah, it was Lindsay Way, and she's from Mindless Self-Indulgence. And, like, she really inspired me, too. And, like, like how I found out, and I hate to say this, but how I found out about her, like, through Gerard Way, and, but who's her husband, who's the lead singer of My Comical Romance. But, like, she really inspired me, and Mikey Way did also. It was mostly Lindsay. So I tweeted to her, and I said... I said her username, and I said, you really inspired me to play bass, and I got a bass today. I was playing it, like, nonstop. If I never found out, found out about you, Lindsay, I swear I probably would have never even picked up a bass and started playing it. Can you please give me some advice for playing bass? And she, and she said, play. That's all there is to it. Nice. Look at that. Now, here's the funny thing. Now, obviously, as a very excited kind of proud dad. I was thrilled that you were playing the bass, but I think how cool is it that here you are in the year 2018 and the person that inspired you can reply to your tweet. You know, and right away I thought, okay, so that's night if you're 13, so 1981 for me if if Gene Simmons had like written a letter to me at 13 because there's no Twitter, you know, in 1981, you'd go bananas, you know, but so there she was. And I thought that was cool that she replied and you started to play the bass thanks to Aunt Sue, Uncle A, who lent you a bass. Thanks very much. You know, how about that? So you're yeah. going to stick with it. We are going to try and have in our July edition, which is, I believe, July 13th. Here in the Kiss Room, we will have the return of some Kiss Kids, which is going to be great fun. Everybody remembers that from last year. I think that was one of the highlights of last year's shows was uh, all the kids singing along with their dads here in the Kiss Room. That was great fun. So uh, if, Anthony, if your shoulder is still bothering you, maybe July. July. (laughs) See, now look, Steve posted it's been a hell of a week, and he's glad to be here in the Kiss Room. We're not happy that you separated your shoulder, but we're happy you've had time for the Kiss Room. It's kind of nice. Here I am. So now, going around thinking about that, I mean, obviously, Bobby, when you started picking up the guitar, what were some of your inspirations? Mine? Yeah. Well, one, it was a guy who now can't keep his mouth shut, but Ted and Ace, the two biggest people that blew my doors off. You know, it's funny because there's a good example of, you know, here in the year 2018, and this is something that obviously if you follow social media at all, you know, how do you separate the art from the artist? Because, I mean, Ted, 1978 great Ted, you know, still is. phenomenal. And those albums, those 70s albums are ah, so great. Awesome. But, you know, maybe tweets a little too much. Or, you, you know, know I, I, like anybody says, when, you know, it's, you get that, you know. When I listen to Double Live Gonzo, I don't listen to political Ted. I listen to Ted from then. You know, with the tail on and his thing, and you know, right. that Ted swinging across to the loincloth. <laughs> 
too much rabbit. But hey, it's great stuff. But the uh, yeah, I mean that's cool. So I mean, and then I mean that's one of the things. Obviously, here we are kicking off the seventh season, of the Kiss Room. How did you discover Kiss? We've talked about this before, but for those who came in late, like they say in the Phantom, me, yeah, um, seventy five. When did the live album come out? Kiss Alive, nineteen seventy five. Christmas, I walked into a friend's house. It was sitting under his tree, and I kept going, what the hell's that album? And his brother played it, and I'm going, wow. And then that's when everything snowballed. I didn't get my first Kiss album until right after that. So that, um, yeah, Destroyer. Yeah, right, right at that time. Perfect. So that that was mine, but it was seeing that and going. I remember good lane, nine good lane in Levittown. I still <laughs> remember that. That's what's tripping me out. Nice. Wow, my brain isn't fried after all. Well, you know that's one of the things also, and this is what I find so much fun, and especially doing this show, is that you remember like where you bought an album or where you were when this happened or where you are when that happened or where this song was playing in the background while you were at the roller rink or whatever. And, Remember New York Groove was quite a roller rink anthem. I think probably the one time I was at the roller rink, you know, with my black satin jacket. Well, I remember that live album going, wow, was that because of the smoke from the concert? <laughs> I wasn't was hip to any of that, believe after? me. That's you know, at that point, nineteen seventy-six, I wasn't hip to what all the innuendos were. I certainly wasn't hip to what that cloud of smoke was. So it's living in the suburbs, just enjoying kiss. And yeah, they could fight werewolves. <laughs> what do you or, think, Fran? First time you picked up a guitar? Well, before I talk about that, I was thinking that I bet the fans who got into Kiss at Destroyer are probably a lot, like lifelong fans. Right. Because you always hear about like the fans from the very beginning. When Destroyer came out, they're like, what's this? You know? But I think me, Bobby, people like that, you got into Destroyer. And then first thing you did was go back and get the first three. Originals. Then, the originals. Well, even when you think about that, think about 1974, 75, 76, how much product Kiss was putting out musically. Yeah. So you know, it, now you're lucky if your band puts out a single. At that time, I was able to go back, get the originals. Then before you know it, here, you know, come Love Gone, Rock and Roll Over, Live 2, the Double Platinum, the solo albums. It was just like Christmas think about every that. couple September months. September this year, the solo albums will be 40 years old. You know, and then you start doing the math on that. 40 years. It'll be September 78. All four of those albums came out. You know, and it's like, uh, I still love them all. There's no doubt about it. So think so, about picking up the guitar. Yeah, so, of course, Ace is what got me into playing guitar. But for some reason, I uh, wanted a, a Ibanez Iceman. But I, everyone they had had, like, big chips I don't know, something wrong with the paint job or what. <laughs> but, uh, you know, now it wouldn't matter. I remember the guy saying, you know, it, it has its own personality. And I, I'm thinking, I want to put my own personality into this guitar. I don't want to buy a guitar that's already nicked up, you know. Somebody else's beat up guitar. Yeah. So I ended up getting my Silver Burst Les Paul that I still have. And uh, I love it. So that worked out good. But, yeah, so Ace was, you know, the first guitar player that really got me into playing. But uh, after that, Eddie Van Halen... You know, totally love all that stuff. And then uh, I say, you know, my top three. Steve Vai is another guy. And I really admire him because, well, number one, he's played with some great people like David Lee Roth, you know, Whitesnake, Frank Zappa. 
you know, all these great artists. And uh, but he's managed to have a career uh, just doing what he loves, and you know has loyal fans that come out and see him. You know, you don't have to play stadiums; you can play really cool theaters and still make a living, and and, and that's really cool. So absolutely, I love that. And he was cool because I met him at. It's funny because he put out an album and it was like a, like a meet and greet thing, and uh, so I have a white Ibanez like him, but and I wanted it to look just like his, so I took off the black pickguard and got a mother of pearl pickguard. So I'm like, why don't I bring my uh, black pickguard for him to sign? And you know, nowadays it'd be like, oh, you're going to sell that, put it on a. A cheap guitar and five hundred dollars. Yeah, for an autograph on a pick card. <laughs> so, so he was really cool to do that. That's awesome. Yeah, that's you know that's a whole other topic for a whole other show is the whole autograph thing. You know, when you think about, it, you used to be able to go and you could wait outside or you could you know they would give us passes from doing the fanzine and things like that, and you just got to just wait around and meet them, or like you go to the Kiss Expo and just wait in line all day and you can meet them. Now forget about it. You know, if they you know if they blow their nose in a tissue, it's a hundred dollars. Uh, you remember the Valley Forge Music Fair? Right? Sure. So uh, there was uh, George's music was right up the street from there, and I, I worked there. So I think it was it might have been like one of the first G three concerts that was there, and he was playing. So you know, I brought Passion and Warfare to work to listen to, and um, all of a sudden I see this you know tall lanky guy in a jogging suit running past the store. Wow. I'm like, oh my God, that was Steve I. <laughs> so a quick, I put on Passion Warfare. About 10 minutes later, here he comes walk, walking in the store. He's like, nice music you got on. Wow. There. So that That's cool. awesome. So that we had cool. some Steve Vai on Harem. Anybody go back and listen to the replay of Harem before the Kiss Room was fantastic. It really is the soundtrack of the summer. You can put that ah. on. There's two hours of good music while you're sitting in the pool. Have to have an adult beverage with Bobby. Yayo, who, you know. <laughs> Yayo, the kiss guy, called in. That was a lot of fun. So if you go back, search out Harem. I'll put the link in the kiss room, too. That's fantastic. That's some good stories. Anthony Porter, what do you think? I mean, and, and I guess also, Fran, before you walk away from the mic, what was the first kiss song you learned? That's a good question. Yeah. Um, was it something from Mine the Mine was Cold Gin. Cold Gin. Wow. It might have been Black Diamond, actually. Nice, wow. wow. That's the, ambitious. Because Cold Gin was so similar to Cat Scratch Fever. There you go. Uh, I, yeah. What do you think? Which I do want to say, Fran killed it last month on uh, the Kiss Room doing doing Black Diamond. That was oh, awesome. Stop. For, stop. <laughs> For anybody that wants to go back and download last month's episode with the live electric band, that was just outstanding. Mm-hmm. Um and a lot of that guitar, which you nailed the ace licks. It wasn't just ham-handed through it. It was really authentic. You know, i got to say, listening back to that, I think that was one of the highlights of the Kiss Room history period was it was May 11th, honestly, and we brought that here. And the fact that you guys nailed it, that was a blast. Well, the, end, the thing is, I think it was the end of She, where you really lick into the, you really get into the ace. You could hear us all going like, ah! Because yes. it wasn't just some, you know, well, here we are, you know, kind of banging to the tune. You really nailed it. It was... It, for anybody who's listening, you got to go back. You can download all the Kiss Room episodes, right? <laughs> yes, we can. love all eras. <laughs> but you got to go back and listen to that set. It was really, uh, really excellent. And we're going to do acoustic later. We are missing Steve Force today because the drums, it was really together. Like the whole thing, it was an awesome set. So it really big was. Ups to Fran, who just yeah. nails on the guitar. So go back and listen to that. 
Go what, back and what listen. What do you think? Go first back first song, you know, you started out really as a singer. Well, that's uh, someday we have the chance on Jane Room. Yeah, we'll have. Yeah, all, when you want to talk about that, for me, as not, I don't mean when you're a little kid. I've actually had a sort of corresponding conversation with this. Not what you listen to when you're eight and you're like, yeah, this is great listening to the radio. When you actually decide you're going to pick up an instrument and play things inspired by those people. Um, so I really was a singer for a long time, but way before. But of course, Paul Stanley was was my hero of, of vocal, which I have always said, and I fight me about this. That's what made Kiss better than everybody else is Paul's vocal is so much better, all that stuff, even in the 80s. And I, I wasn't a huge fan of the 80s stuff, but his vocal's outstanding. He's so signature. That's what makes him great. So I really was learning Kiss songs. We played a lot of Kiss songs, even my early bands. Like, we played Room Service, and um, we probably played Cold Gin. So then fast forward for me. So I was really just trying to be a singer. You know, I'm going to just be a singer. Then I decided to pick up a guitar. The reason I put my guitar on now, and it's just funny. So we're tuned down half a step, which I've never played... And anything but standard tuning, as long as... And I'm not that great a guitar player. I mean, this certainly isn't guitar hour with me. But, um, <laughs> well, no, a lot of ki- even the kids. And I say, even here's Madison. She's sixth grade playing the bass. They start, the kids are so good. They start young. Start young and practice, practice, practice. That's what it's all about. Here's the thing. I get tied in. Listen to me, blah, 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 blah. Here we are in 2018, and Kiss puts us all in a room together to play. And that's why it's still cool. We're not yes. playing relics. You're playing Kiss songs with it's your friends. It's relevant, right. Yeah. If you can sit, if you can go to your friend's house tonight, sit on the floor and play some Kiss songs, it's what puts you in a room together. And that's why, it's, that's why it's a cool thing. The music, I don't know only for myself, but music is 98% of everything that goes on in my brain. Song mm-hmm. lyrics, where yes. I go, what I do. Whether you're good, there's no level of good. Just go play. And play, 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 play. And that's really what it's all about, is playing. You know, I had the greatest time. Like I said, that's my story. I, I'm lucky enough to be here with the house band the last couple months. I had a great time. I love, you know, you can drive around and you're learning some songs, and that's the whole thing. So we're looking forward to playing. And Chris is here to do a song with us. I'm totally jacked Well, about and this. of course, you, you pulled out a stack of CDs and put them in your car. Stuff to listen to. You're listening to Hotter well, Than Hell. I, and- yeah. I went around because, we're you know, then you say, oh, we're going to do Hard Luck Woman. So I'm listening to the Alive 2 arrangement to get it right. Real quick, then I'll end my long story. So then I pick up a guitar. I didn't actually pick up a guitar until the 90s. I'm older. And uh, still, you're learning Kiss songs, which I'm going to play if Andy Zonin is listening. <laughs> That's the first one I learned. I was just thinking about that. Woo! Woo! He told me that. He told me that bit. I don't know if the guitar even picked up over the speaker, but and I played it to death, I think, till he got tired of me playing that. But he really taught me a lot of... Uh, of Kiss things early on. I learned, you know, that one. I learned Strutter. Um, we've been playing some of these songs for years, but I like, you know, that's where I sort of learned. And believe me, if there's kids listening to the show, you're probably already better at guitar than I am, but keep <laughs> playing. Play, 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 play. Whether whether you get, there's no getting anywhere or there's, you know, whatever. Oh, I, if I play, I'll get. It's not what it's about. It's right now with your guitar. you got all summer to play. These kids have just graduated school or they graduated their grade. you got all summer to sit on your front porch and play guitar. Don't, you know, goof around your phone all year. Pick the, pick the guitar. Listen and play, to music play, play, with play. guitars in it. Yeah, listen all summer, not just a drum all summer to sit in your room playing bass, right? Yeah, it's, it's a beautiful thing. I'm, that's, that's my long story. I mean, because I thought about that actually <laughs> on the way over, just that we can come and play Kiss songs together. And it gives you something cool to do and, and you're playing and, you know, 
Just enjoy it. Let's continue our conversation in a minute. We're going to reset. It's the top of the hour. You're in the Kiss Room on Monaco Radio, where music and minds meet. smoke in the kiss room hi everybody it's gene simmons you're listening to the kiss room on montco radio but you knew that you wanted the best and you got it the hottest man in the land matt porter That's right, Kiss Army. We are here for the start of the seventh season of the Kiss Room. Yeah. Now, look, that reset at the top of the hour in a lot of ways represents some of my favorite moments because obviously you heard Gene Simmons say, you're in the Kiss Room. We already know that when he cut. That was just about a year ago. It was a little over a year ago. That's better than saying uh, three sides or whatever the F you call it. No, you know what? We don't, we don't trash anybody even if no, they deserve just, it. Saying, but the, Gene, uh, the nice thing Gene, is... Uh, said they're... The, uh, the hey nice guys, thing you with, uh, you know, when you listen to that montage, that is Leon Delaney, who is the dad in Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park, who says you can't smoke in the, in the Chamber of Thrills. You can't smoke in here. That is Leon Delaney saying you can't smoke in the Kiss Room. And I love that kind of stuff better than any autograph. When J.R. Smalley, and that was our, our May 12th edition, I think 2015, that was his kind of final statement. We were wow. going around the room, and everybody was saying their thing, and he leaned right up to the mic and said that you wanted the best you got, the best, the hottest man in the world, Matt Porter. That's Matt my ringtone. <laughs> you know, that's if you call my answering machine, if you call my phone and get the answering machine, that's what you get. I love that. It's you better went home than, and you know, listen to it in the dark you know, many times over it, and over again. It's better than any <laughs> autograph because it's something like, you know, you think that's the voice on Kiss Alive cutting a promo for me, which I find that fantastic. And I think that's really what, you know, what we're talking about as far as, you know, Anthony just said is the fact that you're getting together, you're celebrating Kiss, you're playing music. Maybe you're just listening to the Kiss Room download. You're, you're, it's like having your friends right there playing your songs. And speaking of playing some cool songs, I think what we could do is now we're talking about, uh, you know, great music and what's inspired you. And what I want to do is go to a three-chord money song, if I can get it queued up. Anthony Porter, we love your music too. Thank you very much. Wow. Here in the Kiss so Room on Michael Radio, where music and minds meet.
That's right. That's some three-chord money, some good fun. Now, Kaylin said she's got all summer to play her drums, too. We have a new super drummer. We'll have a super group. Maybe you know you can play the bass. Kaylin will play the drums. It'll be great fun. Ed, swing that mic around. I want to ask you one more question. I mean, obviously, one of the things we're talking about is your click T, you know, the design line. Talk about which ones are available if people haven't seen them yet. Give them an idea. Which ones are your favorites? Which ones are the hottest ones? Um, currently, we have 17 designs on sale, and the latest one is a real deep cut, which is Sam T. Serpent. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So that's a hot one right now. And uh, I think the, the biggest seller actually is the, uh, the Skull and Crossbones one. That's sold many and worn again by Jeremy Asbrock of the Gene Simmons Band, which is a great thrill for me. So I love seeing the T-shirts on him and all the fans that whenever I see them and people wearing my shirts, I get a, a big kick out of it. You know what? We would love it if anybody out there that has a click T-shirt, take your picture of yourself wearing it. Tag yourself. Use the Kiss Room hashtag. And we want to see them all because it's great. I love it, the fact that you know people pile in and they'll put up their pictures. And especially on a Friday, they'll put hashtag Kiss Room Friday. And they'll tag us. It's great. And I love seeing that. Now, welcome into the Kiss Room for the first time. Bill Elam, we just met you a couple minutes ago. Come on in. Get on a mic. Welcome. Yay! All the way from Ohio, right? Yeah, put the now, put the, you can get those headphones. Maddie will give them to you. And you can push that mic up. She's busy texting or whatever, but, uh, you know, it's, it's good. She's doing social media things here. You know, yeah, exactly. So now, look, welcome. Now, you're, you're here from Ohio into the Kiss Room. What do you think? It's been a crazy week. <laughs> it's not been a terrible week, but a crazy week. So Lots of miles. Should huh? I be hearing myself? You should. These? If you can turn okay. it up, you can actually, we need a roadie okay. for the Kiss Room. There you go. Yeah, you got yeah, it. Now, we're look. Good. The, uh, so now, look, one, the first thing, now, I've known you through Facebook for a while. But the first thing I ask everybody when they come walking in the Kiss Room, what was your first Kiss song? How did you discover Kiss? The first Kiss song, well, it was definitely Rock and Roll Over. Um, a friend, his cousin, handed it down like all good cousins do. You know, hands down, <laughs> rock, rock and Roll Over to you. So, uh, you know, uh, probably, you know, well, Mr. Speed's the one that jumped out for me first thing, and I Want You, definitely. But, yeah, that's the one that was for me. That's fantastic. I mean, and it's still my favorite. You know, I think we're, we're all, a lot of us, I think we're all kind of the same age in here. We're thinking the same thing. A lot of those 70s albums. Man, who, who said that? The, uh, you know, when you think about those early albums, there's such magic in them. I and mean, it really uh, is something amazing. So when's the first time you saw Kiss? December 13th, 1985. Wow. As a matter of fact, I tagged, I believe I tagged you in a picture of a ticket stub You today. found the ticket stub, right. Yeah, and uh, that was it, the Asylum Tour, and they blew the roof off the soon-to-be-defunct wow. Terror Arena. <laughs> With black and blue or, or wasp? Black or, and blue. Uh, all right, see? And that was a sold-out show because Julian Gill got a. I found a, a writer on where they had the uh, the payouts on it and everything. And you know, Julian, Julian's books are so great, and that that complete touring history is really still one of my favorites. When you think about yourself, you're really in a lot of ways just reading statistics, but it's so interesting. You can pour over. Yeah, shout out to him. Those books are great. Yeah, like Paul Stanley had his shoe untied for half the show or something like that. It's just like, wow, wow. So. You know, I did want to bust his chops, though. I, I wanted to wear, like, a polo shirt, the, the 11th, because in his book it says, Montgomery County, uh, County Country Club. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. That the, it, uh, it actually says the Montgomery Gazette, but it's actually the Mont Gazette, which is the, you know, the paper here. That's right. 
details. <laughs> but I have all his books and they're great. That's a good they're reason. Awesome. To, that's a good reason to buy the second edition yeah, when it comes right. out. Yeah. I wonder if it's changed. I wonder if he fixed that, you know, in the uh, in the updated version. So when you think about it, some of you, you mentioned some of your favorite songs. What are your f- favorite moments in history? Oh, well, definitely that first show had to be. And then, uh, of course, Phantom of the Park. You know, Phantom of the Park was the one that really broke it through. And I can remember that we were at a campground camping in our RV that Halloween weekend. And it's like, you know, we did a little trick-or-treat around camper to camper to camper. And I was like, I got to go because Kiss is on TV tonight, you know. <laughs> so I bolted to the... Now that's a true Kiss fan. He's turning down candy that's to right. go and watch the movie. And it doesn't even look like I've turned down candy. <laughs> I have turned it down on occasion. <laughs> you know, it's funny when you think about that. That will be 40 years old. In October, that's 1978. Wow. Think about that. There's got to be some kind of deluxe edition. Now, I know they seem to hate it, but you'd think that there should definitely it's be a deluxe edition. You know, there should be Grab some kind of... Get the right I keep trying to get my one friend, a bunch of friends of mine, they actually run a drive-in movie theater, and I keep saying, you've got to have a drive-in night where we could go see Kiss Meets the Phantom. That would be so great. Like, we don't go to that. I'm working on it, but the, uh, you know... And that's the thing is, when it came out, I was eight. So when... You know, growing up in that time, you know, you, you played Batman, you know, with your friends. You know, one guy was Batman, another guy was a Riddler, and then you played the Dukes of Hazard, and then somebody was Roscoe, and somebody was the Duke Boys, and then, then Kiss Meets the Phantom come out, and all of a sudden, you know, who's going to be the goofy monkey guy? But, uh, you know, we were beating him up. So. That's awesome. Keep trying, but I can't knock my little brother's head off. What's the problem with that? So. <laughs> Well, we got Jim Zagel coming in the door, so Kiss Room House Band, what do you think? Are you almost ready, Kiss Room House Band? What are we going to do? I do have one promise I made, and that was going to be giving a shout-out to Rodney Dixon. Rodney Dixon. Who we actually went to. We went to school together, but we didn't went to go to school together because we were in, like, different districts. But we would have ended up in high school together, and we worked together for 20 years. So That's awesome. Big shout-out to Rodney. Hot Rod Dixon. That's awesome. Rodney, shout-out to you. Now, what we're going to yeah. do, we're also going to give a shout-out to the great Tony Mann. Tony was here with us last month, and he gave me a bunch of CDs. While they get set up, I'm going to play this track. This is the She-Wolves here on Monco Radio, where music and minds meet.
What can I do to satisfy? 
song i do want to send a shout out to steve forrest who usually comes in and plays drums and it's so great in the room in the little room here he comes with the drums but man it really holds it together a good drummer keeps your band together Everybody sing a little on this one. All right. Everybody's got to sing! Oh, yeah. I was going to do it. Jumping out. <laughs> 
Some guitar and sing. Oh, and this, uh, let's see, who's this going out to? Hard This goes out to Brad Rustovan. Is that how you say? He's listening on the way to the Rock and Roll Expo with Peter Chris. Wow. Ah, right in now. Canada. Oh. Right. <laughs> Beauty, eh? Yeah. Forget about you. You'll be a hard luck woman. Be 
coming home to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the kiss room. Yeah, yeah. Coming home to you. All right. Shout out of the cannon, you would say. We'll see you soon. Good night. Don't drink and drive, people. Don't drink and drive. Don't hurt yourselves. Hey, this one goes out to the podfather himself, Kid Mills. This is one of his favorites. We are one. And you're in the kiss room.
That's right, Kiss Army. We sent that out to Ken Mills, but I really do want to send that out to pretty much everybody in the Kiss Army that listens, that comes in here and spends time with me in the Kiss Room. Kiss Room House Band. Amazing. Another amazing set. Back. Dottie actually put the hashtag back in the Kiss Room. It's fantastic. Now, look, stay tuned to Monaco Radio because coming up at 5 o'clock is the debut of a brand new show called Seriously Zappa. Okay, now, obviously, Frank Zappa, totally different music than Kiss. Of course, any Kiss fan out there knows what song I'm going to play to transition from the Kiss Room into Seriously Zappa. And you can probably guess right now, and if you post it in the Kiss Room, you know, maybe, uh, I don't know, I'll send you a button or something. But whoever the first one is. See, I don't have any money. So anyway, I don't know. We're kind of we're kind of running up on it now. Britannic? Is it Britannica? Britannia. Britannia. Okay, Britannia. Welcome to the Kiss Room. All the way from Ohio. Wearing her Kiss shirt. This is fantastic. Now, look, you got the Kiss shirt on. It's because you like Kiss or because Dad likes Kiss? Yes. Both. <laughs> both. I love it. See, that's nice. That's nice that you can both like Kiss. And Bill's got his Kiss shirt on, too. You could get a Click T-shirt. That's, you know, we're all, yeah. we're all about that. David Snowden clicked in and sent me a text that those Click T-shirts are awesome. David Snowden is an, awesome, is an awesome guy. So getting that from him, that's nice. So what do you think? Favorite Kiss songs? You're wearing a Destroyer era shirt. Can you pick one out of the top of your head? You're looking at your dad. What do you think? Your favorite? Maybe you listen to it on the road from Ohio here to Pennsylvania. What do you think? Coming up with one, you got the Destroyer shirt. It could be Detroit Rock City. Do you love me? Do you love me? It could be one that the Kiss Room House Band just did. Because, man, I'll tell you, on fire again, Kiss Room House Band. Fantastic. Strutter. Strutter, yeah. Nice. <laughs> so, any any shout outs you want to give to your Kiss Room, Kiss Army fans around the planet? Anybody listening, maybe? Nope. Bill, what do you think? Any shout outs? That's cool. You and Rodney are buddies. How cool is that? Yeah. It's Facebook. Uh, you know, it's nice when you see Facebook friends in real life. You know, with the Zappa show coming up, I do want to say one thing. If you go into a record store and Frank Zappa is in the F section, you are in the wrong <laughs> record store. <laughs> And that means you, Underground Music State College, PA. Uh, everything was done by the first letter. I found Paul McCartney in the P's. It's what's going on with wow. that. But, uh, well, no, it's unique. The big shout-out is Rock and Pod 2, man. Go to yeah. The, oh, yeah. You know, let's all meet down there. You know, I, I, I squeaked up here to PA to see my brother Matt and uh, Uncle Andy. But uh, I can't wait to get down to, to Nashville, you know, the Nashville Palace, and check everybody else out. And, I'm super looking forward to it. Despite, you know, the the crap that was in the, you know, some of the pages this week, it's going to be a blast. Absolutely. You know, it's going to last year nobody cared who if there was special guests or anything. It was all about just going. Really the highlight. I just want to meet Ken. You know, everyone wanted to meet Ken in oh, real man, life. I, I cried when that happened. I'm sitting there watching this video going Oh man, he's meeting Matt and he's meeting Gary but on you know, the same day. The funny it's thing like, wow. that they had never met. Right. Ken and Gary had never met. And they had been doing the show at that point 10 years. And, I mean, this really was the coolest thing. You know, the same thing, Podcast Rock City guys, all you know, people that I have been podcasting with for a long time, we had all met for the first time. The fact that people actually come in, like Joe Polo actually came here the one day. You know, he was up here from Atlanta, and he was here in the Kiss Room. And, and you know, it's funny because I remember halfway through, Steve Campania says, wait a minute. 
I recognize that voice and like literally was like, what? And it, it's really, I think that's one of the funny things about that, that rock and pod is meeting the people whose, you know, their voices have been in your ears for sometimes years. And there they are. I was going to say that uh, we met Ken and Courtney who do the pop podcast. Right. And then we ended up doing karaoke with them. Yeah. And the thing is, you're sitting there and you're doing karaoke and big shout out to Steve Javorski, who was the highlight of the karaoke. I hope this is a good part of your week. I know you had a doggy week. <laughs> Um, but yeah, then we're doing karaoke with Courtney and Ken and everybody, and you're talking to them. It's the voice you hear. Like I love the pop podcast, and there now you're talking to the host in real life. That was why that was so awesome to actually meet people that you associate with their voice. Well, and that's look. If anybody that's listening to the Kiss Room, you're fans obviously of podcasting and the Monco Radio and everything like that, and that's what Rock and Pod is about. Okay, and that's what we want to celebrate. It's going to be great. You're going to drive down. Yep. That's awesome. Drive. Drive. That's going to be awesome. How long is the drive to? I'm starting with a week in the... I think it's the, about uh, 13 hours, 13. but it's going to be good. So it, It's it, about six and a half for me. So. From from I think from up here, I don't know, I charted it out. Uh, it's going to be a blast. Eric Miller, I'm driving down with him. We're going to have a wine tea marathon, I'm told. So it's going to be <laughs> nice. great fun. So yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to it. I really can't wait. That karaoke, Steve Javorski, Steve and Melissa, you have to be there again to do karaoke again, okay? I'm just putting that out there. It's uh, June, but uh, yeah. That was great fun. And there, there is an amazing pre-party, which is going to feature, and I don't, I don't know if they've officially announced it, so I'm not going to say anything, but the night before, there's going to be a pre-party. There's more guests to be added. They just re- added Ron oh, Keel. So obviously Ron Where Keel. Where are they doing this one? It's going to be at the Nashville Palace. We're going to no, talk no, about it pre- a lot. The pre-party, I don't know. I'm not going to say. We're going to talk a lot Ooh, more next it's month. It's secret. Well, I don't know. I just don't <laughs> hey, know yeah, the answer. A former KISS member lives in Nashville. Well, yeah, but he's not coming because oh. he's a schmuck. So, oh, uh, wait, wait, really? Wait, so, oh, oh, yeah. I thought we don't bad mouth people at Mad Porter. No, no that's, that's, you know that if I'm bad mouthing, that, that's the real deal. I just, so, haven't, I just haven't heard the story. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, no. I told the same story about Vinny, unfortunately. Oh, well, Pull up a six-pack so, and open Facebook. That's all you have to do. Exactly. Okay, so. It's crazy. Uh-huh. So any last shout-outs, Bill? We're going to kind of wrap it up because I see Jeff Allen is out there going to do Seriously Zappa. Uh, well, you know, with the, the, the uh, karaoke thing, I would like to see Steve and Sonny Pooney go head-to-head. Sonny Pooney revealing he's pretty good. King. He's got quite a voice. Because, so, you know, yeah. he, got, he got over there in Indianapolis and whipped out some John Cougar on those ladies and they were all over Impressed him, so. by Hollywood Pooney, no yeah. doubt. Madison, any last words? You, can you get off your phone for two seconds? Just say hi no. to mom. She's listening. Hi. Okay, good. Jim, you want to come up to a mic? We had you running in go. here. Jim, nice Let's to see you. Diana's go. listening, said you sounded great. Yeah, yeah, of course. What up? What's up? How you doing, man? Fantastic. Yeah. yeah, I was in Florida last weekend and earlier than this week, so I had to rush in here. You know, <laughs> I can this, tell so. by that, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Look at that nice tan. Yeah, I show up at the beach like Vons, you know. <laughs> <laughs> We were not the same boots. place, were yeah. we there? My wife snaps a picture of me real quick before I get changed and you know, I get harassed. So. <laughs> That's about it. Awesome. Gonna, so. Fantastic. Thanks for coming in again, hey, Fran. All right. Uh, Revolution Radio, our next gig is the same uh, day as the Kiss Room next next month, July, uh, July 13th. Yeah. 13th uh, it's Sweeney's in Northeast Philly. So you but, can make it right from here. Oh, yeah, you go right to Sweeney's. Yes, but before that, um, I'm filling in for this band, uh, 33 and a Third. They're really cool. They do, uh, like, whole albums. Oh, right, so right, I'm right. filling in for, they're doing the Cars first album. Wow. Very and Bill cool. just won a bunch of Cars albums, right? It's awesome. See and, all kinds uh, together. Okay, well, shh. It's at, uh, speaking of Time Out, it's at Time Out Sports Bar and Grill. White Horse Pike, Barring, Barrington, New Jersey. Barrington, New Jersey. And it's also, they're going to do um, Aerosmith Rocks album. Right. 
and Bad Company. Oh, wow. mm. but, Fantastic. But the, uh, the gig, you know, that's really, uh, I'm so looking forward to it. It's going to be awesome. We're playing with 33 and a third, and we're going to do Queen's uh, Night at the Opera. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, and, we're, and Revolution Radio is going to do uh, American Idiot. Wow. And that's September 22nd at the 2300 Arena. Wow, at the arena. ECW. So maybe I'll hear, we'll hear some Galileo, Galileo. Yeah, nice. In the audience. Galileo! Chris, Galileo, you're back. Any last words, Chris? You're back. Oh, people, it's so good to be back. Goodbye, it's only for now. Because I'm coming back. I swear it's somehow. And you're back. Nice. All right. Anthony, Anthony Porter, we're sad that your shoulder is separated. We're happy that yeah. you're here in the Kiss Room. Nice to see you. Well, I'm glad I could come in the last couple months and, and jam with the Kiss Room house band because I had a lot of fun. You know, I'm, i got to get back to work. I've been out sort of with an injury, but I'm okay now. Uh, me, real quick, if you're around here, if you're in Pennsylvania, I actually play guitar in a band called She-Wolf, Dana Kane, and the Mighty Incisors. Nice. We're playing uh, the Astro Monkey Barbecue on the 23rd of June, which is around here. You can go on Facebook and find that. Look up Astro Monkey Barbecue. Uh, starting a new three chord money next, probably about next week, and then um, three chord money sort of take the summer off as far as gigs and stuff. But look us up on Facebook and all that Spotify three chord money. It'd be great. But that's what I'm doing. I just I just want to thank you all for having me the last couple Woo! weeks. Yeah, I, had a, I had a great time jam with you guys. I had a great time Woo! just celebrating some kiss. You know, it's it's what we all love. I thank you very Absolutely. much. Absolutely, Ed, come up to the mic. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for the t-shirts. Thanks so much yeah, for having me. Great shirt. Absolutely. Man. The house band was great. That was awesome. It was a thrill to be here. So, so tell us again, where can we all get our shirts? I, do a search on Facebook for Click T Shop. Again, it's with a K. Click T Shop, and then. If you can't find it there, just go on Google and type in "click T shop." It's on the Harris page. You'll it's see on Matt's page. Yep. It's on Bobby, it's any all last words? Ah, uh, yeah. Well, tonight, Wineskin twentieth anniversary. Evan Walton, uh, Michener Museum in Doylestown. Uh, they hit uh, at eight o'clock. I'll be in Nashville in three weeks for Summer Nam. Uh, there with our good friend Johnny Highland eating some uh, hot chicken. And, uh, he loves the hot chicken. The question is when you will be in Disney. Right, yeah. I just got back. Every day. I, just, now, I, now I look. live in fantasy. All right, ready? Now look, welcome to the Kiss Room. Jeff Allen, yeah. host of Seriously Zappa. Come up to the mic because wait till you hear his voice. Ready? You're going to stay tuned to Monco Radio just to hear this golden voice on Monco Radio with some Seriously Zappa. Come right to that mic, Jeff. Talk to us about your show. We're going to do one, give me one minute, a talk up why they should stay tuned and why we should listen every Friday at 5 for Seriously Zappa. And actually why if there are any um, Zappa fans here, hang out because this is the debut show of the Zappa Radio Hour. Uh, for about four years, I did jazz straight up here, and I have decided to get more inspired and change my venue. Right? So, following Kiss, it's great. I think it's a, I think it's a really good combination here. I do have so. a segue song for us. Any Kiss fan out there is going to know it, and they're going to be like, "Wow, there is a, there is actually a relation that we're going to play up on." Cool. So what we're going to do is I'm going to give the last word to the mighty Ken Mills. You're all going to stay tuned for some Seriously Zappa. You're listening to MoncoRadio.com. Thanks for sticking by us, everybody. Thanks for coming back for the start of the seventh season of The Kiss Room. We'll talk to you all next month, Friday the 13th of July, on Monco Radio, where music and minds meet. Check out these ads from the following shows. We are proud to call them the Friends of the Podkiss Network.
We are one. We're a scene man. That's right, Kiss Army. We're having a rock and roll party, and you are invited. Tune into the Strange Ways Kiss Podcast and hang out with your Kiss Army brothers, Jody Habnock, Clinton Harris, and D Rock. Join us where we celebrate and discuss the gods of thunder. That's Strange Ways Kiss Podcast. You can find us on Facebook or Podomatic.com. We'll see you there. Podcast Rock City. What's up, everybody? This is Joe from Podcast Rock City, where every week, me and my crew will bring you the Kiss News of the Week. Look at us as kind of a Kiss version of Meet the Press, your source for Kiss News every week. We're on iTunes, Podomatic, Twitter, and Facebook. All right, Kiss Army. Since 2007... You've been getting Podkissed, the KISS audio fanzine for your ears. That's right, it's your Podkissed. Every month, the Podkissed crew, along with the KISS room, brings you KISS talk like no one else. Whether it be roundtables, interviews with the band past and present, analysis, and great KISS fun. Hi, this is Ace Frehley, and you're listening to Podkissed. Hi, this is Bruce Kulick, and you're listening to Podkissed. The Podkissed. The KISS Audio fanzine for your ears. History Science Theater. The most civilized? Yeah. Oh, f***. <laughs> oh, f***. <laughs> Come on. Respectful. Just imagine Gene with, like like a, with like a wash tub bass. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> And serious. No, wait. Excuse me, Bob. You're going to come over and do my album. <laughs> Kiss Podcast on the web. History Science Theater. We bust balls because we can. Hey, everybody. I'm Aaron. And I'm Chris. And we're from the Decibel Geek Podcast. And if you love this... You'll love us. That's right. Brand new episode every single Monday. You can find us on iTunes and at decibelgeek.com. And the best thing is, it's rock and roll, and it's always free. Hey, I'm Dr. F***. And I'm the Ayatollah of Alcohola. And we are from the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. If you want to check out some crazy, uncensored, unbiased, totally nuts reviews of classic hard rock and heavy metal albums, Check us out. You can get us on Podbean and iTunes. New episodes every Sunday. How do I get a backstage pass? Yeah, you're listening to Harold. Grab your hairspray and your sister's makeup and try to fit in those spandex again. Join me, Bobby Dreyer, along with Matt Porter, every second Friday of each month from 1 to 3, right before the Kiss Room. On Marco Radio, where music and minds meet. <laughs> you have been one hell of an audience tonight. Why don't you give yourselves a round of applause? I tell you something. You know, a lot of bands like to brag about their fans. 
Now, naturally, you better believe we brag about you, but we want you to know something. We want you to know, we know that you are our fans, but don't you ever forget, we are your fans! We love you! Thank you for listening to The Kiss Room. Stay tuned to Montco Radio. last minute crazy things you want to say to conform with expectations no but i will say something to anybody out there that's you know the weird guy or the weird girl that always has the weird things that they do that their friends put them down for don't think it's so weird maybe someday somebody will let you give you the chance to make a living out of it you just stick to it you'd be weird <laughs>